Welcome to the Art of Unraveling podcast. My name is Erin McGuire, and I'm an empowerment coach and guide here to empower you into feeling completely worthy of a business and life that you love. This podcast is the place to learn how to unravel anything keeping you from that abundant, beautiful life that you so deserve. Nothing is off limits here as we navigate life through psychology, science, and spirit. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to The Art of Unraveling. Today's episode is all about dysregulation and where that occurs in your body. What are the signs and symptoms that you may be dysregulated? And when we're talking about dysregulation, we're talking about the nervous system, but also the brain. So the brain getting dysregulated and the brain and the nervous system are obviously very connected. So if the brain is showing these dysregulation patterns within it, then the nervous system reacts based on the brain, right? So the the nervous system is just reacting to what the brain signals are sending. So the brain might be saying we're in danger. And so the nervous system reacts, turns on that fight or flight response to protect you, you know, as if you're being threatened. We talk about this a lot in here with childhood PTSD, with trauma, with all these different things. Our nervous systems are more sensitive to any type of threat right? So everybody has the ability, obviously, to turn on fight, flight, or freeze or fawn responses. Um, But when you have trauma from your childhood, like childhood PTSD, uh, or trauma from from an adult situation as well, then your nervous system is just a little more apt to go into some of these states and get dysregulated more easily. And the issue is, is that you know, this is now more something that we're talking about, but before it really wasn't. And so we didn't really understand. I I certainly didn't understand this concept at all. And since learning it, it has been really helpful in my life, helpful on my healing journey. Um, As a person who has CPTSD, and anxiety disorder and all of those wonderful things from childhood trauma, learning to understand how you in particular get dysregulated and how you can re-regulate yourself more quickly is really helpful. So we're just going to go into some different parts of this now. So when we're calm, our brain activity is generally driving our emotions and body responses, like our heart rate variability in an even and predictable way, right? So again, that keyword calm, right? When we're calm, the brain activity is pretty normal. With dysregulation, our thinking, behavior, and heart rate and breathing can become erratic, Okay, so when we're dysregulated, our thinking, our behavior, our heart rate and breathing can become erratic. Okay, so those are the signs of dysregulation. Remember that your body, your nervous system is reacting to things in your environment as if they are threats. So, you know, maybe 
in the in the caveman days, you know, if a saber-toothed tiger was chasing you, yes, you need to turn on your fight or flight response. If you're walking down the street now in modern times and there's a strange guy that starts following you, you need to be able to have your body turn on the fight-flight response. But if you receive an email from somebody who's upset with you for something from your business, or if your boss sends you a message telling you he really needs those reports to do by the end of the day, and there's literally not any more time in your schedule to do that, it can trigger the same response as being chased by that saber-toothed tiger. The problem is, is that when you're chased by the tiger, energy is dispersed. It's released. There's a completion in the trauma cycle. But with the emails or with comparing yourself to others and feeling threatened by that, there is no completion. You're just like sitting in the muckiness. And oftentimes we go to our coping mechanisms after that, right? Because We don't know why we feel so crappy or why we feel so erratic or why our heart rate is racing or why our breathing isn't, is, is very shallow or up in our chest and our thinking is all over the place. We don't understand that those are the signs of dysregulation and that if we can start paying attention to that and start noticing what triggers us and gets us dysregulated, we can start to come down from that. So When you're dysregulated, you might feel panic or depression out of nowhere. Your emotions can suddenly explode and flood us with adrenaline, which is that fight or flight. Or you could feel physically numb, clumsy, forgetful, or scattered. It can be hard in these states to read reality correctly, seeing danger where we are actually safe or safety where there is actually danger. We might drive away from the gas pump without detaching the nozzle, or believe that a sexual hookup is true love, or say cruel things to a loved one that for the moment we think we mean. Just when we need the good judgment the most, it can fail us. And so we may find ourselves making those same mistakes over and over again. So sometimes when you're dysregulated, it can take hours or even days for your brains to become re-regulated. So here's some signs that your brain is dysregulated. Kind of mentioned those, but let's do some more. You feel spaced out, at a loss for words, maybe can't remember where you are. You feel scattered. You're trying to do a lot of things at once and finishing nothing. You're tripping over things, dropping things, losing things. You're in a rage. You can't feel parts of your body. Your voice, your facial expression can be flat. But you can learn, the good news is, you can learn to re-regulate your brain. So some things to to help you re-regulate is, number one is to stop. When we're dysregulated, we can be really emotionally and physically dangerous. You know, when don't make big decisions when you're dysregulated and give yourself time to re-regulate. Uh, ways you can do this are stamping your feet on the floor, saying out loud, right, left, right, left, as you stamp your feet. Taking breaths that are very deep and focusing more on the out breath. So making the out breath a bit longer. So inhaling to a count of four and exhaling to a count of six, but really slow and count out loud as you do it. Eating something, 
I've noticed the more I pay attention to when I'm dysregulated, when I'm triggered, if I eat something nourishing, protein is best because it's it's filling and it's it's not, you know, we don't want to reach for the the quick fix, but finding something healthy uh, is very helpful. Maybe making a smoothie. That's an option that always feels good to me. Sitting down and feeling your weight in the chair and also feeling the back of the chair and just noticing that support. Like even do that right now. If you're seated, feel the back of the chair against your back. Like just notice how it's supporting you and notice how it feels against your back. Notice the feeling of the clothes on your skin and notice the weight of your bottom in the chair and how that feels, how it feels like you can really like let your weight go into the chair and that you're supported by it. Something as simple as that, but putting all of your attention into how it feels can really take your mind down and begin to re-regulate you. Because as I say in here a lot, when we're dysregulated, we're in our head. And what we want to work on is getting back in our body, hence feeling the chair, feeling its support, feeling your body. Another thing you can do is to think about pelvis feet. So whichever one of those comes to your mind first between your pelvis or your feet, it can change from time to time that you do this and putting all of your attention into that place. So feeling, really feeling your feet or really feeling your pelvis, washing your hands like in cold water is another good one and getting a good squeezing hug. And if nobody's there, just giving one to yourself, maybe pushing your back up against a wall. You can also push your hands into the wall and push the wall away from you. That's another way. And then there's also some dancing and some shaking you can do. So all of those are ways to re-regulate. We've talked about what dysregulation is, how it happens, where it comes from, what are the signs, and then some ways to re-regulate. And I'll just share from my own experience. So something I'd like you to maybe think about this week is, when did you get dysregulated? Like noticing when that happened and what caused it? Was it being around a certain person? Was it an activity that you participated in that started to make you think negatively about yourself? For me, some of mine are being late and rushing. These are hugely dysregulating when we're rushing from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. Um, getting like emails or comments that aren't super nice is dysregulating for me. I find it ha it's happened a lot recently, which is very interesting. I always think sometimes this stuff happens when we need it the most, like we're, we're ready for the lesson. And so it kind of floods us. And that's what happened to me. And I noticed how dysregulating it is. And even if it's somebody I don't know, like I got a nasty comment on TikTok and it was very dysregulating for me. And it kind of made me want to get off TikTok. And ironically, I've noticed that I haven't really been on social media that much I kind of needed a break, but also it's time to kind of get back in and, and do some work again. But that was one for me. Now that's going to happen, right? So it's just noticing. We Here's the thing. We're never going to not be dysregulated. That's 
you're going to go through dysregulated states no matter if you've had childhood PTSD or not. But the the goal is to be able to re-regulate more quickly, right? So I don't want you to think that if you keep doing this work, you're never going to get dysregulated again. That's just not feasible or doable or realistic. It's going to happen, and it probably happens on a daily basis. The key is noticing what happens beforehand, like what caused the dysregulation, and learning how to work with tools when you notice that you are dysregulated, which is what I just talked about. Another one is, for me, is like feeling out of place. So this goes back to my my trauma story crap. Um, But, you know, when I feel like I'm out of place somewhere, I will start telling myself all of these stories in my head. Like, well, you shouldn't be here. You know, you aren't dressed appropriately. You don't look like you, you know, you didn't do your makeup or, you know, and I've because I'm aware of, I'm so aware of that now. It's just a story that my brain likes to feed me. I have purposely pushed that boundary and made myself go out, you know, without makeup or get on um, stories in Instagram or whatever without looking a certain way, right? So there's ways when you're ready for that to push your envelope because we want to, we do want to show our nervous systems and our brains that we can still be safe even in those situations. And that helps to minimize those stories as well. But it's just important to watch how you get dysregulated so that you can start working with those triggers, okay? We're not gonna avoid things completely. We're not gonna avoid people, okay? If you never wanna be triggered again, Go live in the Himalayan mountains and never see another soul for the rest of your life, right? As long as we are dealing with humans, we're going to be triggered. That's just reality, okay? We trigger each other. It's it's just, it is what it is, right? So that's never going to stop happening, but it can, the reactions, the intensity of the triggers can get less and less and less the more you start connecting these dots. And just know that what dysregulates me isn't going to be what dysregulates you. We all have different things that make us feel dysregulated. It's up to you to find out what those are for you. So that sums up today's podcast is just finding these ways where you get dysregulated, starting to notice that more and more and how it feels when you're dysregulated and then picking a tool that I mentioned earlier to re-regulate yourself. So if you liked this podcast, please share it with your social media, your friends and family. I want to get this podcast out to more people. It is a goal of mine to get it out there. And send me a message and let me know what you liked. I always like to get those messages from you all. And if you want more tools and some more intimate work with me on this subject, as well as doing some energy healing and some coaching and really working on your nervous system, I can tell you from doing this work on myself, I'm always my first guinea pig when I introduce something new. It has really changed my sleep. I sleep better. My hormones are getting more balanced. I feel more energetic. Uh, Because when you're dysregulated, it's very exhausting. To be stuck in states of fight or flight is really exhausting, you guys. So 
healing the nervous system has been really profound for me. It's been a really profound journey. And it's very much connected to the other work that I do too. It still means we're still working in shadow work. We're still working with the inner child. But when we're dealing with the nervous system and the brain, that's the physical body. And so we want to obviously make sure that we have that component to this. So I am going to be launching my nervous system reset program in August, around the middle of August, possibly at the latest August 22nd would be the start date of that. So if you just know that you want some more support and to be with a group of like-minded people working on these deep, beautiful concepts and moving through trauma and rising above it and feeling better than you've ever felt before, physically, mentally, and emotionally, then message me because you would be one of the founding members members of the program and you'd get it at the best cost as well. So again, that starts in the middle of August to August 22nd and it's called my nervous system reset. Just send me a message on Instagram or Facebook at Pure Light Healing telling me you want in on that program and I will send you details as soon as they are available or you can send me an email at thesensitiveceo at gmail.com. Thank you so, so much for listening to the podcast, for being here, for listening. I hope it's been helpful for you. This work, like I keep saying, has been so profound for me, and I'm really excited to share. All right. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. If you would like to connect with me more, you can find my website, my services, and my social media links all in the description of this episode. Remember, you are a beautiful and divine and powerful being, and it's time to own it.